At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. As you know, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, the Prime Minister announced that the government would remove the carbon tax on home heating oil, right? Now, it's a move designed, let's just call it what it was. It was a move that the Liberals uh, took because they were under intense pressure from their MPs in the Maritimes, and they were bleeding all kinds of support in the Maritimes. And they thought, well, okay, will this help stop that bleeding? It may, may not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but we already know what it did do for sure, and that was trigger cries from coast to coast to coast from Canadians who say, hey, this is unfair, and for good reason. It is unfair. We all pay carbon tax on home heating. So um, there's a really good point to be made there, and there's no end to the list of Canadians who could make a really solid case to prove that you know the impacts of the carbon tax on heating their homes are a big deal too, and that includes rural Canadians. And our next guest says this just continues an example that goes back a long way when it comes to how Canadian governments deal with our rural population and, in fact, don't deal with them and just ignore them. We're going to speak now with Derek Nybor, who is president and CEO of the Forest Products Association. Association of Canada. Derek, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shane. Yeah, I know when you talk about it, you know, and they single out the Maritimes saying, you know, we're going to try and help them out with the home heating costs. Like, we all face that, including rural Canadians, right? I mean, rural Canadians, doesn't matter how they heat their home, they're facing increased costs just the same. Yeah, they are. And, and you, you talk about the, the, the issue in terms of renters finding affordable places to live, um, you know, mortgage rates going up and home ownership challenges. You know, a lot of people are worried about, am I going to be able to renew my mortgage? You know, we, we have 40 million people in this country. A, a few months ago, 2 million people went to a food bank in one month. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm of the mind, you know, this is beyond just forestry or resource policy. Yeah. This is about policies that are going to work for rural and, and northern Canadians. And, and, and we need the government to do better. And you know what, Derek, I was thinking about this and reading your piece, uh, which you can read on the hub if you'd like to. Um, uh, you, you make a really good point. When you take a look at rural Canadians, it's a different existence. They're overlooked in so many areas. I mean, healthcare. we talk about rural health care problems, uh, education, infrastructure. I mean, the list just goes on when we talk about government policy it's two different worlds with urban centers and rural centers isn't it it is and and um you know and the electoral maps against us uh you know we don't have the political clout that the vancouver's toronto's and montreal's have but what we do have is we have the economic clout uh, and if you know if you look at raw material exports if you look at resource related industrial exports that's that's about 400 billion a year um you know a, a canada needs a strong and vibrant rural canada and that's why we need policies that are going to work better for for our workers and for our communities how do we do that um how do we do a better job how do governments i guess do a better job of working with rural canada where do they start well, I think it starts at the front end of policy development of casting a, a, a rural impact lens on all policy and regulation and legislation. If that would have been done at the front end of the carbon tax, this this home heating or this home heating oil cost issue would have been identified very much at the front end. We have an issue in this country too where. If you're a farmer or a fisher, uh, you can get a fuel tax rebate, but if you're a logging contractor, you can't. Uh, try going to a forestry community and explaining that to, 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 to loggers yeah. and harvesters and forestry workers. Um, you know, we've got carbon emissions that we're paying on our facilities. That money hasn't flowed back since 2018, 2019. 
And some of our mills are saying there's a risk that we might not even get that money back that we're paying in. That could go to another completely different industry. So a, a lot of these policies and implementation just don't make sense. And, and I want to be really clear. We need action on climate. You know, sure. we're the forest industry. We see fires. We, we, we know what's happening on climate. This is not about rolling back on that stuff, but it's about being more pragmatic and back to basics on implementation. And you make a really good point when we talk about, I mean, just don't get in the way of so much of Canada this industry, which is rural-based, right? I mean, you're, you're talking about a big chunk of this country's economy, and you don't you don't want to do a, a bad job and end up hobbling that. Yeah, and, and I want to talk about Hinton for a minute because um, you know the, the pulp mill in Hinton and the the deal hasn't closed yet, but 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 Mondi, which is a European-based. Uh, industry has bought that mill and they've made a very public statement that they're planning to invest 400 million euros and and that's about 600 million Canadian dollars in the next few years in Hinton, Alberta. That's tremendously good news. That's, That's a great signal. But if the regulatory environment, you know, that investment needs to know that the rules of the game are not going to change in the middle of the game. So we owe it to, 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 to those investors to have some certainty. And, and those are some of the things that I, I really want to see the government paying more attention to, especially as we're in a, a much more difficult economic climate. So when we talk about this, there's, there's two issues that you identify in the piece that you wrote. And one is this, you know, the economic and the industrial aspect of, of, of government policy. But, but you make a good point, you know, just generally speaking, making rural life more attractive, more livable, um, making it, you know, something that more Canadians see as viable, because I'll be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people do right now. If people who live in the cities, living in a, a rural life, they can see all kinds of, you know, barriers that they'd have to overcome. Yeah, and, and I think the first thing, you know, a lot of our rural communities tend to be, whether it's a mining community or an agriculture community or a forestry community, there, there tends to be only maybe one or two big employers in town, right? And and and, and I think we, uh, you know, given the pressure on carbon pricing, just the operating costs going up, just, you know, people in these communities, it's, it's tougher. Uh, and government needs to be, government needs to shift its mindset away from when the economy was really humming along. There's a lot more flexibility when the economy is going strong but 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 you see some of the 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 real problems when the economy starts to slow and and we're in a slower period now and and as i said there needs to be a more deliberate and concerted effort at the front end of federal policy making to think about how this is going to impact rural workers families and and businesses and communities derek is someone involved in industry in rural canada is it getting better where's the trend line are we getting worse are we getting better what do you think you know, I think it's a couple of things. I think on the social side, it, we're seeing it in the cities as well, right? Like I, I, I grew up in Pembroke, which is about an hour and a half north of Ottawa and in, in the Ottawa Valley. And I was just home a couple of weeks ago and, and they're homeless. We're building a warming shelter in Pembroke, population 14,000. We've never had that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, opioid use, drug abuse, mental health supports, not there. So there's a whole host of so, social pieces, which, which really go hand in hand on this stuff. Um, and on the economic piece, I think it's just, it's sensibility. We're, we're dealing with, and, and listen, we have a lot of great public servants in this country, but we've seen a big change in the public service as well. I, I, we're working here day to day with a lot of officials that don't understand our business. They've never set foot in rural, in rural Ontario, rural Alberta. Or, or Canada, and 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 I get frustrated because I feel that sometimes they don't even really care some yeah, of these individuals, yeah. and 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 that's a call to action for us. And this is where our politicians need to be more deliberate in bringing rural concerns to the fore of policy discussion. Great conversation, Derek. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.
Yeah, thanks, Shane. As an Ottawa Senators season ticket holder, if you have a good therapist, I'm 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 open. <laughs> I think they are, well, actually, they might have their schedules opening up a little bit given what we've seen <laughs> in this part of the yeah. country. But uh, Oilers fans and Flames fans have their own issues to deal with right now. Derek. Yeah, good good luck with that. All the best. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. That's Derek Nyberg, who is uh, president and CEO of the Forest Products Association of Canada. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.